The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet for up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. Winbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. So make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PixWise. Follow the PixWise Capper Contest at PixWise.com. Free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PixWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's BetterEdge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, promo code SGP. And welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is Monday, March 29th. We are recording this at 1130 in the morning on the East Coast. So we have a big-time slate coming up in the NBA tonight. A lot of guys going to be making their debuts with new teams because of coming off the trade deadline, and we had some of those debuts last night. I am joined by Munaf. Munaf, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well, man. We got a new week of hoops. I know March Madness is um, winding down here, so the attention's going to go over to NBA. So, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. New week of basketball, and uh, we're just grinding here until we get to the playoffs. Yes, sir. The regular season has been a grind. It's been great. Some some really interesting debuts here, obviously, um, with some names that are being moved. Now some buyout guys coming together. So mm-hmm. outline for today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about picks that we like for this Monday, March 29th slate. So if you're listening on Monday afternoon or evening, you can get some of those quickly. Then we're going to talk about some of the news recently and how that affects kind of looking at outlook for some of these new teams that made the acquisitions and additions. Then we'll talk about some listener questions and answer those. And then we will finish by looking ahead to uh, Tuesday night. We got a small four game slate, but a couple of good games. So let's get right into it. Munaf, you had a player prop that you were uh, bringing up to me before the show. Um, let's get right into it. So picks for tonight, Monday, uh, we'll start with you. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, right before we got on, I locked in the sin. I know I was taking a look at uh, some player props for tonight. And, uh, you know, something that really stuck out to me was I was going over and through some of the websites that I use for player props. And uh, take a look at the Golden State Warriors, specifically uh, defending the center position here. Um, they are currently ranking the worst uh, against, you know, allowing rebounds to the center position. So, Combined over the last seven days, uh, Golden State Warriors are giving up 22 rebounds to that center position. And if you take a look at their schedule tonight, they are taking on the newly acquired Nikola Vucevic and the Chicago Bulls. So, um, you know, these two teams got, oh, sorry, um, Orlando and Golden State had gotten together earlier this year. And uh, Vucevic had a triple double in that game, he dropped 30 points. 16 rebounds and 10 assists. And then then, uh, just looking at his player prop here real quick. And the number for his rebounding was set at 12 and a half tonight at plus odd. So I think that was a, you know, good time to get down on that bet. Hopefully uh, if you guys get this before um, the number moves at plus odds, hopefully you can knock that in at 12 and a half on his over uh, rebounds tonight against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I, I like like that play, and obviously, cool resource there with the match of specific uh, re- props for positions. Mm-hmm. I will go uh, to a side on this slate, and I like the Knicks plus four at home. And I thought I thought perhaps that was one of the, that was where you were going when you said you had a play that you needed to lock in before we started recording. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think with this Miami Heat team, it's interesting. They there's been this constant push and pull and when we've been on both sides of it throughout this regular season of like, okay, are, are they finally going to get over the hump and get back to what they were? You know, are they really more than a, some of their parts or can we kind of criticize this roster a little bit? So, you know, I think with the heat, I do think that they, they're going to be a factor in the Eastern conference playoffs, but right now I see no reason for them to be favored by four in, in, in New York. Um, You know, the Knicks, are a team that has been pretty impressive here, kind of stabilizing the ship after it looked like they were about to fall off a cliff coming out of the all-star break. Now three straight wins, you know, not necessarily hugely impressive wins, but taking care of business. And it feels like they've been really good in this spot. Kind of, you know, they are one of the best ATS teams in the league. Uh, and then at home, um, you know, let's see here. 13, eight and one at home. Yes. Yeah, 13, eight and one at home. Thank you. And, it just feels like a big spot for them to get up here against another Eastern Conference playoff team, and these yeah. two teams are kind of headed in opposite directions. Heat have low-key lost five straight here coming into this game. Um, and, and, you know, for them to be favored in New York doesn't really feel like a, a ton of respect for the Knicks here. So I will take the Knicks plus the four at home. Hopefully, you know, Julius Randle's status is something to monitor with this spot. He is questionable, but it seems like he should play um, – was really just resting um, in that Bucks game, but um, he does have this minor thigh bruise that is potentially giving him some trouble. So Julius Randle injury status notwithstanding, Knicks plus four um, would be my first play for the night. Uh, Moonaf, we'll go back to you. Yeah, I really like that New York play. You know, I was, um, you know, maybe even thinking about sprinkling a little bit on the money line, but obviously, yeah, yeah. keep your eye on. Um, Julius Randle here. Hopefully he's able to go tonight, but this should be one of the, one of the good games here tonight. Um, one more player prop that I did like for tonight was James Harden uh, over 10 and a half assists. Um, you know, he, they're taking on a, one of the worst teams here um, in the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight uh, at home. So uh, you take a look at Minnesota, you know, one of the other teams that are not very good against a point guard position 
over the past couple of weeks here, they're giving up 26.3 points, 11 and a half assists um, in that span. And, you know, we know we know what James Harden can do every single night, go out and get you a triple-double. I believe he does lead the league in um, uh, assists per game. So, um, and I think the interesting part last night, you know, or I think it was Saturday that he came out and said, you know, I am the MVP of the league. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought that was, you know, that was kind of interesting. And they were starting to hear more and more conversations about if James Harden is going to be MVP. But the only, you know, caveat to that is that now they're starting to, they've, they've signed two players here in the kind of the uh, buyout market with Aldridge and um, Blake Griffin. I know we'll get to Aldridge in a little bit, but um, as far as that, yeah, going back to James Harden tonight, I really like him to get over that. To ten and a half assist prop. It's a little juice, but I think he gets it done for um, for us tonight. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's also I believe Kyrie Irving is back for the Nets tonight, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that kind of feels like how much I feel like Harden really has been a leader with this Nets mm-hmm. team. You know, he's going to let 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 Kyrie be the main scoring force tonight. It feels like, and James yeah. can just slide that facilitator role where he's prone to rack up, you know, 15, 16, 17 assists. So, um, I like that play as well. I'm going to go with uh, one more side here. Um, how about the Toronto Raptors minus three and a half at Detroit? Um, you know, with with this Raptors team, as they, you know, made the decision there to keep Kyle Lowry in the fold, um, you know, it just feels like they're kind of going for it. And and I, I got to respect that a lot, you know, in, in this type of – and this, I guess we could talk about this a little bit more with the playoff picture, but just in this type of environment where it's like playoffs or, or bust or, you know, championship or bust, I kind of thought it was cool they kept Lowry, but also very confusing, obviously. But that does leave them liable to be, you know, the type of team that we know they can uh, or we, that we maybe thought they would be throughout the season while healthy. The Pistons yeah. kind of feels like they're falling off a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, four straight losses, and, and it's been a theme with, for them all year, but um, a, a dud of performance in Washington, their last game. Jeremy Grant, obviously, day-to-day here. So um, it, do we have an update on Jeremy Grant here? I haven't seen anything come across the board yet. They usually announce it. Um, yeah. But uh, one note that just did come across, Jalen Brown is out tonight against i think they're taking on the pelicans tonight so no jalen brown tonight okay no jalen brown and also no evan fournier for the celtics um yeah, yeah but just come back to this raptors team it feels like a short line so i will go with the raptors minus three and a half uh in detroit um you know coming off back-to-back losses go to play an inferior opponent it feels like these guys have played so many times in the last couple of weeks um but i will mm-hmm. go with the raptors here um any other plays for you tonight munaf no, that's all I had time to look at this morning. But just going off your Toronto uh, play, I mean, they have some winnable games coming up in this schedule. You take a look, they have Detroit tonight. They have OKC, uh, the next game where there's no more SGA for the rest of the season, I believe. And then they also shut down Al Horford. That news came across. And then they have Golden State that they can beat Washington and then the LA Lakers without, obviously, LeBron James and AD. So, you know, this might be – this is a time probably for Toronto to start kind of making that run if they want to get into the playoffs, and they might be a bet on team at least for these next five games. So uh, something to keep your eye on and monitor well, how well the Toronto Raptors are playing. Yeah, 100%. And then you look – I mean, this, this this Pistons lineup right here, Jeremy Grant is probable with that quad injury. But just, mm-hmm. you know, Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, Mason Plumley, Saban Lee, Wayne Ellington, I mean – you know this Pistons team. It, it's far from what they started the season with, and even then they were they were you know a not a not a great team. So um, 
that's it for Monday night slate. Let's zoom out a little bit. And we're going to talk about some of the uh, mm-hmm. news and notes coming in over the weekend. Um, I can start here. I, I think one yep. thing I noticed over the weekend was definitely a very smooth and fun debut for Aaron Gordon and Denver, Denver Nuggets uniform. Did you get a chance to watch any of that Hawks Nuggets game last night? I, I did not get a chance. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, I mean, fit in just beautifully. I mean, they blew out the Hawks, so, you know, only played 21 minutes, but six of nine Mm -hmm. from the field, and that includes um, four or five on twos, or actually five of five on twos, um, 13 Mm -hmm. points, two boards, but just very, very seamlessly fitting in and then providing that defensive lift that they thought he could. Um, You know, starting next to Michael Porter Jr., they both were able to be really efficient, and Jokic was doing a good job of finding them both. Then you have Paul Millsap, you know, really coming off the bench and and playing really well in that role, more of a limited role. So very good early returns in that Aaron Gordon making his debut for the Denver Nuggets. Um, Anything else from last night or otherwise this weekend that that popped up for you? I just want to shout out to um, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I mean – you know, uh, I've been betting on his player prop point, uh, point total. And, you know, over his last 10 games, he's averaging 31 points per game. You know, in the month of March, he's scored 24 or more in every single uh, game, except for two games. And and in March, he's averaging 30 and a half points per game. So, um, you know, that this is slow. And I told this to uh, Dan. He put out a tweet about De'Aaron Fox. And I said, man, this guy is slowly becoming – one of my favorite players in the league to watch and just the pure speed that this guy has and the ability for him to kind of just get past any defender in front of him and, and get up and down the court. It's really amazing to watch night in and night out. So just wanted to shout out to De'Aaron Fox here. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's been absolutely incredible. And obviously Kings, they had a really fun game. Um, you know, you could tell how much of DJ now, if you're watching Kings Cavs on a uh, Friday night, okay. um, <laughs> that was a fun game. And then obviously in the Harrison Barnes buzzer beater, I want to give a shout out to someone that you put me on to. And that was uh Devante Graham player props. Um, yeah. You know, you, you see this usage in, in the last three games, he goes from taking 10 shots, then the 12 shots. And then in this game against Phoenix, 21 field goal attempts in that game, including 16 three point attempts. I mean, you know, he, he was playing well and they obviously were going to him, but just, he definitely has all you can eat free reign in this offense to pull up on any pick and roll. He wants to, you know, be really a lead guy in that, in that offense. So, Devontae Graham is a guy you said you were going to be targeting. I definitely um, am, am on board with that. And, you know, very, very fun game between the Suns and the and the Hornets. Uh, that was in the early slot yesterday. Yeah. The Hornets end up losing in overtime, but a valiant effort against the Suns. And, you know, it's pretty sneaky that the Hornets have not really fallen off much since uh, LaMelo Ball left the lineup. Um, six and four in their last ten. Um, and, you know, they're – quietly just continue to be in the five seed in the Eastern conference. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but how crazy would a yeah. Knicks Hornets uh, first round matchup be, but um, <laughs> you know, Devonte Graham, definitely someone who uh, his usage is on the rise and looks to continue to stay that way the rest of this regular season, or at least until LaMelo returns. Yeah. We had talked about this earlier in the season too, was that, you know, Charlotte has enough guard depth that if one of these guys goes down, that somebody else could fill that role right in. You know, we saw Devontae Graham was down, and then, you know, Malik Monk played well. LaMelo Ball was having a fantastic season. 
um, you know, Terry Rozier was being himself. And now that, you know, LaMelo Ball is down, you know, Devontae Graham is stepping up and Terry Rozier has been playing well. So, um, you know, you got to shout out to that guard group there for, for the play that they've had, um, you know, filling, filling in for each other when, you know, with one guy is down or, or it's not in the lineup. So, um, you know, hopefully this team makes it into the playoffs here. I see they're number one and currently in their division um, with the fall of, I think Miami's in their division, correct? Yeah. I mean, Southeast. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're really taking advantage of, of, you know, Miami's downfall here. And, um, you know, this would be one of the exciting teams to see in the playoffs with, with the, the talent that they have here. And, um, you know, hopefully LaMelo ball can come back. I know they said that they were going to reevaluate him in, in four weeks. So, uh, we'll see. And I saw a clip this morning, uh, on, on Twitter, um, I think yeah, obviously it was a Phoenix game and, you know, LaMelo ball is sitting there on the, on the bench and he's like, kind of like tapping his tapping his like shoes on the ground and like he's fidgety. You could just tell that he wants to be out there with his guy. So, you know, hopefully we can get a uh, LaMelo back here soon. Yes, sir. Uh, definitely. And with that, let's take a quick break to hear from some of our sponsors. The NBA gambling podcast is brought to you by WinBet. College Hoops is back and WinBet is live, bringing you the action of real sports betting and online casino play, all produced by Win Las Vegas. Get in on all your favorite teams, Cinderella stories, and tournament upsets. And don't miss out on the madness. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 in a risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get these details at winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com, and download the app today. I'm looking over at WinBet right now, looking at some NBA odds for this evening. I kind of like the New York Knicks as a home dog tonight, uh, plus four at home against the Miami Heat. So I'm going to get that at WinBet and make sure you guys go over and check them out. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends. And your brackets may bust, but your bankroll does not have to. So head to BetQL.com to get started today or head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL and bet smarter, not harder. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for a year. That's BetQL.com, promo code MARCH30. All right, coming back here, um, any other game notes that you had from over the weekend or do you want to get into some of these buyout guys? No, that's all I had for the weekend. We could get into the buyout. Yeah, so um, let's start Let's start in, in Los Angeles where um, we had a question from Jong and uh, Jong, frequenter of the locker room and the Slack. So shout out to you, Jong. Um, question about uh, Andre Drummond's impact on the Lakers and, you know, where you think the Lakers will finish. So, you know, w- what are your first impressions of the on-court fit with Andre Drummond and this Lakers team, especially as uh, LeBron and AD continue to work their way back? Yeah, we had talked about this last week uh, on on Dad on Dan's podcast, and we said that the fit with Andre Drummond and the Lakers just made too much sense, and it was it was it just it would have been a seamless transition because they needed a guy in that center position. You know, they had brought on Marcus All, you know, before the season started, but I'm not sure that's really panned out for the Lakers, but. 
bringing in a guy like Andre Drummond, I think that's going to be perfect for this Lakers team. And it's the type of player that they kind of needed. Um, and then you let, you know, once AD returns, he's in his natural position of playing that four position where he wants to play. So, you know, just taking a look at what Andre Drummond has done this season, you know, 17 and a half points, 13 and a half rebounds. Um, and then you take a look at the Lakers rebounding stats. I mean, they were rebounding the ball well, even without a Drummond. You know, they were number 17 in offensive rebounding, but I think that'll improve uh, once they get Drummond. But, you know, top 10 and everything else, number six in defensive rebounding, number six in total rebounds per game. Um, number four in total or number, yeah, number four in total rebounds allowed. So um, you add that with Anthony Davis when he comes back and when, once LeBron is back also, and you have Drummond. So this might be by the end of the season, this might be one of the best rebounding teams in the league. And I think that's what you really need to have in this league to have success. So adding a guy like that, Andre Drummond is going to be really, really great for them. And then behind them, you know, if, if Harold is going to back up, Andre Drummond, that's another guy that just brings bring, brings big energy off of the bench, and he's also a guy that can rebound. So this is something significant and, and much needed that the Lakers needed to kind of compete with the other pickups by the Nets and, and to compete with the Clippers. So I think this is going to be really, really good for the Lakers. Yeah, and I think it, it, it definitely gives you a lot of versatility. Like you said, now you have, you have the option with Drummond. And, I mean, how crazy is it that how much the NBA conversation just can scoff at a guy who's averaging 18 points and 14 boards, basically. I mean, if you like the way I'm sure you and I both, the way we come up appreciating the game and I'm watching the game, that's just like those, those are crazy good numbers. And then, I mean, obviously we've come to learn a lot more about what, you know, how you can be putting up good stats that may not translate to efficiency or winning, but just, you know, to add an 18 and 14 guy off the buyout market is just a really, you know, it's a, it's a win for the Lakers and this gives them so much lineup versatility in a playoff series. Right. I mean, they can go small against the Clippers and put AD at the five. They have Drummond to go at the five, maybe against a Jokic or or a Embiid, like you mentioned, um, you know, yeah. or or Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton. They have, you know, Marcus Gasol, who kind of gives you a little bit of both. He does have the potential ability to stretch the floor and also really good on the defensive end. Um, and then you have Harrell, who can come in and just be that super energy, kind of a downhill four you know, more of a, more of a power forward, but you know, who can still Mm -hmm. play minutes at the five. So now having all these options to go up with LeBron um, and of course, AD, because he'll be at the four next to these other guys when he's not playing center, it's just, you know, a really good addition for them in the buyout market. You know, what do you make of the, of Drummond's ability to kind of help this team stay afloat in the regular season? Because I, I think that is, you know, also addressing the rest of the question, you know, does this impact the Lakers finishing seed in the West? And, you know, how, how, how are you grading them for the regular season until Braun or AD comes back? Because the Blazers and the Nuggets are both playing their best basketball of the year um, on their heels. Yeah. I mean, you know, since LeBron left, they lost four straight, but you take a look at the, some of the opponents that they had Phoenix, one of the best teams in the Western conference this season, they had the Pelicans, you know, uh, another good team, and then you had the Sixers, obviously, without Joel Embiid. And, you know, the Lakers were in that game, you know, up until the end there, and then it kind of got away from them. But, I mean, they picked up two wins against, you know, some of the, the not-so-good teams in the league against the Cavs. They had a great defensive effort. 
and and against Orlando Magic last night, um, you know, they picked up the W. So I, I think this is going to be a a help on surprising to say on the offensive end because he was averaging, you know, 17 points, 17 and a half points in the 25 games that he had with the Cavs. So, I mean, this is a guy, you know, if shooters, if they're working the pick and roll, then, you know, he can throw up a couple lobs or get some easy baskets with on that pick and roll. And um, I think that, yeah, I think right for right now, until LeBron and AD do come back, I think the impact might be, bigger on the offensive end right now where they kind of need it because they don't have their two best offensive players um, for this rest of the season. I mean, they do have a, a, a tough schedule coming up to the Lakers. They have a seven game road trip. They have the uh, bucks on Wednesday night. And then they do have, I mean, they have the Kings, the, 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 the Clippers, the Raptors, the heat, the nets and the Knicks. So, I mean, you know, we mentioned this before. If they can stay of a flow, if they can play 500 basketball till they at least get one of these guys back, I think they'll be in okay shape. I think, I think LeBron will be back sooner than we've anticipated. Uh, maybe I'm not sure they're going to be cautious with him, but knowing how these other teams are playing in the Western Conference, like Phoenix and the Clippers and the Jazz, uh, I think we might see him back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I couple of things, I, you know, when you look at this schedule, like you said, it does get tough next out of their yeah. next 13 games, 11 of them are against playoff teams. And the only two non-playoff teams are Sacramento and Toronto. And that includes yeah. a, a seven game road trip. Um, so Andre right. Drummond will have to kind of be a stud for them to survive a lot of that. Yeah. And then you look back at this, Cle- these Cleveland and this Orlando game. I mean, I was about to fire off a tweet that said, just an absolute must-win game for the Lakers. They were trailing at halftime to the Cavs, and they come out with a uh, twenty-eight to ten third quarter where they were just locking up on the defensive end. Um, so that was, you know, a huge win for them. And then, likewise against the Magic, they were trailing that game, and then that game was tied going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a Magic team that just traded Vooch, didn't even have all their guys like in in their rotation. Um, so you know, just huge wins because they would be tied with the Nuggets and Blazers if it weren't for those two wins. Um, Mm -hmm. Big time road trip coming up. I did hear a theory from another podcast that what if the Lakers reluctance to include Taylor Horton Tucker in a Kyle Lowry deal, which seems like such a fatal mistake. What if that's because AD and LeBron's injuries are worse than feared and the Lakers don't see themselves as being title contenders this year. I tend to lean toward more towards what you were saying that LeBron is going to come back and be fine because he is, you know, he's been doing this his whole career, but yeah. you know, definitely an inch. It, it, the, the, the tail and Horton Tucker, Kyle Lowry news is something's fishy about that because there, there really is no way to me that he was the sticking point between a guy that, you know, would probably be a huge difference maker, you know, in, in, in the title picture. So, but you know, I, I do think the Lakers, um, this road trip is going to be huge. I, I do see them mm-hmm. falling behind the Nuggets and or the Blazers at some point coming up here. But yeah. if they do get LeBron and AD back healthy, it does, probably won't make much of a difference where they are seated so long as they can avoid you know, the Jazz or the Clippers in the first round. Yeah, I mean, if the, if the Lakers made the trade for Kyle Lowry and then they added a guy like Andre Drummond, the, the, where do you think that would have put the Lakers going into the second half of the season with Lowry and a Andre Drummond? 
I think they, they would have been able to win plenty of games with those guys healthy in the regular season. And I think Kyle Lowry in particular would have been just an absolute, you know, key piece in the, in the, in the, in the NBA title picture. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think just kind of going off of what you said about the, the Horton Tucker, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Something's not adding up there. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, do they think that, hey, no matter what seed we end up, we have now LeBron James and Anthony Davis coming back, and then we added Andre Drummond so we can take on any team in a seven-game series? You know, is that the question? Or like you said, hearing from another podcast, is that are the injuries more serious than anticipated? I think the one with Anthony Davis is more serious than yes. a high ankle sprain from LeBron, right? And typically, yeah, from a high ankle sprain, it usually does take four to six weeks to come back. With LeBron, a superhuman, it might take him, you know, three to four weeks. Who knows? But I think the, something to keep an eye on will be the Anthony Davis injury news as as we move forward Uh here end of April, sorry, end of March and then going into April. Yeah. I mean this, both AD and KD, both just like sneaky, no updates, like no word. They were supposed to be back a while ago and it continues to be like a week to week thing with no sign of them returning anytime soon. So just very, very interesting. I saw KD, I guess, started to do four on four work, um, but is still week to week going forward. He was supposed to be back, you know, either right before or after the All-Star break. AD as well was supposed to be back after the All-Star break. So just kind of weird, either chess games or lack of information, but interesting on both those fronts. I think, I believe the Anthony Davis injury is more serious than we what we've heard. So, but I think the Kevin Durant thing, I mean, they said it was a hamstring, but how long does it take to come back from a hamstring? So, what my personal theory is, and this is not what I've heard from Twitter or, or the internet or other podcasts, is I just think that they're saving him for the playoffs. Yeah. Because they have a durable guy in James Harden who could go out and get you W's like he's been getting them. You have Kyrie Irving in and out of the lineup, and now you picked up a Blake Griffin and a LaMarcus Aldridge, so they can take their sweet time of bringing Kevin Durant back. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him maybe mid-April to the end of April. I mean, I'm just guessing, and then kind of get that chemistry again with Harden and and Kyrie back in time for the playoffs. So, I mean, he was coming off a torn Achilles, which is a pretty serious injury. But, you know, for them to uh, – for him not to play this long from what we've heard is a hamstring injury, I, I, something's not adding up for me there. Yes, I, I completely agree. And, you know – it's been so long now. This basically feels like it's James Harden's team. I mean, I, I still, I still think they can. Even if KD, in a nightmare scenario, doesn't even come back, I still don't know if I would pick against the Nets in the Eastern Conference. I mean, th- that's how good James Harden has been. Um, yeah. Let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and uh, go over to the to the Brooklyn Nets. The NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Odds Crowd. Hopefully you enter the Odds Crowd Contest March Madness for your chance to win $8,000. Odds Crowd has plenty of free contests, including a $500 weekly contest and a $2,000 season-long MLB contest. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built just for sports bettors. So feel free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies, and much more. Download the app for free 
or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by PicksWise.com. Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, wow, and, and why behind every prediction on every game, every day, and every sport, all for free. PicksWise presents the Capper Contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, and Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for their free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting PicksWise.com slash March Madness. That's PicksWise.com slash March dash madness. PicksWise.com slash March dash madness. All right, coming back from the break, obviously the other huge news on the uh, on the buyout market is that LaMarcus Aldridge going to the uh, the Brooklyn Nets the Nets stockpiling power forwards of the early 2010s, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, bring in Blake Griffin, now LaMarcus Aldridge, definitely very interesting. All of the reporting made it seem like he was a lock to join the Miami heat. And that was in the works for weeks. And that was, you know, a done deal. And out of nowhere, uh, you know, it comes out that he's joining the Brooklyn Nets. I think it's very interesting. I, I still think that he could be a lethal offensive weapon for them with the amount yeah. of help, with the amount of, you know, talent that he will have around him there. But, you know, the Nets continue to um, make these what seem like offense first acquisitions. So what are your first impressions of the LaMarcus Aldridge signing? And then we can talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference as well. Yeah, I mean, I was I was shocked when I when I saw the news come across and that, you know, we had talked about in our post, you know, trade deadline and buyout market a show that we did that it pretty much seemed like that, like you mentioned that he was a lock to go to Miami for whatever reason, you know, obviously maybe he's chasing a ring or whatever the case might be, but you know, Aldridge can still play, right. He can still step out and knock down those jump shots for you. And he can also rebound the basketball, but you know, a lot of times we're, we're, we see that, you know, when you're stock or stockpiling these superstars, you're only still playing with one basketball. So, and a guy like James Harden, who's a very ball dominant player, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what the minutes allocations are for some of these guys between Aldridge and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, right? Is, is it now, is it going to be LaMarcus Aldridge starting in the lineup with, Harden, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, and um, Kevin Durant, whenever he's back, or or the, it'll be interesting how they handle the rotation. But I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge, we know that he can, you know, he still has something in the tank. He can knock down those jump shots, like we said. He can he can rebound the basketball. So uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how all this is going to fit in and how it's all going to come together for the Nets. I mean, before the season, before the Blake Griffin, you know, news when James Harden was traded to the Brooklyn Nets, we knew that this made them instantly a favorite to win the title. But when you add Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, okay, now you're just kind of stockpiling on. But I mean, you know, and now we, we saw a report from one of the guys that said they still have one more roster spot open. And there's a funny part of that. And his cancer kind of retweeted it. And he's like, maybe they want to add Thanos or even Jesus. So I thought that was really hilarious <laughs> from, from Cantor. But um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting fit for, um, 
for for Lamarcus Aldridge there. You know, we when the Warriors had gotten together with their big three with Duran, and we saw veterans going there, it almost seemed like that they were, you know, just chasing rings or trying to get that ring under their belt. So maybe that's one of the other cases uh, for Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. But um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting feel. I just want to see how this all kind of comes together for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I mean, I I do think there's an element of, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge. He's good and he could definitely play, and I think he'll look good around better players. But don't forget, I mean, San Antonio wanted him out of their building because he was hurting their team, and yeah. you know he got he's on he's on the bio market, right? It's not it's not signing another max contract. Same goes for Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's only playing you know 17, 18 minutes a night for for the Nets, and and is a minor piece of their team. Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean they they're putting these big names together. You know, I, I do think that people are going to try to um, attack both these guys whenever they're in the game on the defensive end. So yeah. that is kind of the interesting element of this is, you know, are they going just all offense here? I mean, Nick Claxton's a guy who seemed, who seemed to be really emerging on the defensive end. His switchability um, fits perfectly with, with James yeah. Harden and Kyrie Irving and his ability to be kind of that versatile, you know, center that, that can get out on the perimeter you know, they do have options now at, at, at the five and at the four, two. I think KD is probably best at the four, which, you know, takes up 32, 35 minutes game um, in the playoffs. So I, obviously Aldridge and Blake Griffin, and they're not stupid. I think they know, you know, that there are not that many minutes to go around. But yeah, I think what's just what, what's interesting is that when you we, when we talk about the Lakers, we said how many options they have. I think what's weird about what the Nets did is that they kind of overlapped. Um, with the Griffin and the Aldridge signings. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I also think Nick Claxton is a guy that needs to play more, but mm-hmm. you know, in terms of how this affects their team, I don't really know how much of an effect it's going to have. I Man, I, I can't see Aldridge being that much of a, that prominent of a piece in the rotation. Um, still obviously really like this team though. And you know, this, we can look at the at the standings here a little bit. There really is this massive separation that's formed in the Eastern Conference between the top three and then the, and then like the four through ten picture, um, and that's kind of in every in every way, shape, and form. The Nets, the Bucks, and the Sixers are kind of the class of this conference, and then mm-hmm. everyone else kind of falls behind. Yeah, I mean, and this is something that we keep on talking about. I mean, who with all these guys and this this talent that you have on the Nets? which team is going to beat this team in a seven game series in the playoffs. And I just don't see who it's going to be. I mean, I mean, who do you think even has a remote chance of beating this team in a seven game series? I think, I think the bucks, I think the bucks have a good chance. I, and I, I, I've been on anti bucks Island every single season up until this one, where it seems like I still kind of think that they, I, I don't see the Nets as this super team that everyone else that everyone else is kind of seeing them as. Maybe that's just me being a guy, being someone who likes all the all three of these guys. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like the Nets are kind of in the same stratosphere as the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks um, in terms of championship equity. Um, or you know, I, I would have them as a favorite out of that group, but you know, nothing crazy. I still think that Nets, Lakers, if both are healthy in the finals, that would be a pretty even series. Yeah, I I think the the now I was thinking about this the other day or when I heard the Lamarcus Aldridge news is that the signings of Aldridge and Griffin are kind of just fluff for me. Like it's just veterans chasing rings because yeah, yeah. This, we keep on having this mindset that 
it's the Blake Griffin of five, six years ago. It's the LaMarcus Aldridge of five, six years ago, but it's really not. And, and I mean, we saw that, Hey, Blake Griffin hadn't dunked the ball in 400 plus days. I mean, you know, what does that tell you kind of about his, his, where his legs are or, or, you know, about LaMarcus Aldridge and all the injuries that he was dealing with. So they're not, it's not like those two guys are going to be, at the forefront of this team leading a team to a title, it's going to be James Harden. It's going to be Kevin Durant. It's going to yep. be Kyrie Irving. So those other guys that they sign, or if they even sign another veteran, you know, I think it's just going to be fluff. And, and I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with you that they, the Nets have to prove something before we put them in the class of the Lakers or some of the other teams that have had success in the, um, in the playoffs, but you know, Milwaukee, do they pose a challenge to them? Sure. Yeah. I think they're a good defensive team and the same thing with the 76ers post also break the number one rated defense um, without a Joel Embiid. So um, I think at least in the Eastern conference, I think, yes, those it's going to be a battle between those top three teams. And I think it's going to be a very interesting playoffs um, at least in the Eastern conference uh, side of things. Yeah, let's move uh, let's move down the standings a little bit here and talk about the uh, Chicago Bulls, who are a team that is clearly trying to insert themselves into this conversation. You know, for the next couple of years, keep Zach Levine happy, and then kind of chase the playoffs right now. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a question from Paulie Poodle in the uh, NBA Slack channel. Definitely feel free to join the Slack. We encourage you to join the Slack at uh, sg.pn/slash/slack. Got a good conversation there on every sport. Um, where will the Bulls finish in the East this year? And and what are your thoughts on their ceiling for this year specifically um, with Vooch? They are currently two games out of the eight seed, but only four games out of the four seed, obviously with this crazy East. Um, they would be in the play-in game right now. So, you know, I think there's another conversation to be had at a later date about Vooch next year and kind of where this team goes in terms of team building. But mm-hmm. this year specifically, the Chicago Bulls, you know, Negative one point point differential, so slightly below average up to this point. What what's your impression of them going forward and um, their potential finish in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, so we had talked about this in the uh, Slack channel also, and and then like you mentioned, and then on our on our trade deadline uh, post post trade trade deadline podcast was with the addition of Vucevic, do they now try to make a push for the playoffs? And we know we were throwing some numbers around of them making the playoffs. You know, we saw it anywhere from plus 180 to plus 220. Uh, currently, I, th- I saw it uh, at even worse odds or better odds for you. If you think they're going to make the playoffs that I think it was around plus 230. But I think tonight they play the golden state warriors and i think this is a must must win game for them if they're going to have any chance um in the playoffs or to make the playoffs because if you take a look at their schedule after that it is at phoenix at utah and then they come back home to take on the brooklyn Nets. so that's a pretty rough three-game stretch there for um for the chicago bulls I think they're still going to go through some adjustment issues of how they're going to, you know, um, put Vucevic into this rotation. Obviously, he is going to start, but how is the offense going to flow? Because we know Zach Levine is a ball-dominant guy. We know that Vucevic needs to, you know, have the ball in his hands also to be effective on the offensive end. So, um, you know, I think tonight will be a telltale sign of how they do. Um, But then these next three games are going to be a really tough tough stretch for them. So I think if you, if you think that they make the playoffs, 
and and you want better odds, I, I think wait until they get through this three-game stretch after the Nets, and then they take on some Eastern Conference head-to-head opponents. They take on the Pacers and the Hawks and the and the Raptors at that point, and then they have the Timberwolves. So, and, and then I think you'll have a better understanding of how this offense is flowing now with a uh, all-star like Vucevic in this lineup. So um, if I had to put money down right now, I wouldn't. But I, I think this team still has the talent to get into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. So I would wait until after that Brooklyn game if you, if you can find odds for them to kind of get into the playoff picture and make the playoffs. Um, you know, those are kind of just my thoughts on the Chicago Bulls for right now as far as as far as for this season. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, th- I think they you know, will still not be, they won't get to being like a good team. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to yeah. push up to being a team that's going to like routinely beat, you know, below average teams and, and be a reliable favorite this year. So that's kind of where I'm looking at them from a betting perspective. I do mm-hmm. think, you know, you know, you look, you look at this first game they had against the Spurs with Vooch and, you know, he didn't play poorly, 21 points, nine boards, three assists, uh, nine of 16 shooting. But the lineup decision that Billy Donovan made to take Thad Young out of the starting lineup, I think might be something they want to reconsider, especially because we know with Levine and Vucevic, you're going to have enough offense most likely as long as you have somewhat reasonable shooting around them. You know, Thad Young is someone who's been really, really good for this team all year. He came off the bench and he he put up, you know, 10 points, nine assists, six boards in that second unit. And the second unit was went all positive plus minus. Uh, Kobe White, Thad Young, uh, Aminu, who they acquired, also Garrett Temple. So a little bit more of a defensive look, a little more of a versatile look. And then the starting lineup, I don't think the vooch marketing pairing is really that tenable. Um, yeah. Kind of a lot of overlapping skill sets. So that'll be interesting for Billy Donovan. Um, I think they will hang around the play-in or the 7-8 spots. Um, I mean, you know, we're, everyone's kind of waiting for Boston and Miami to wake up. Currently, the Knicks, Hornets, and Hawks are ahead of them. So, you know, mm-hmm. they have to be replaced by somebody if they're, if they're to be replaced at all. And then the Pacers obviously are still pushing for the playoffs as are the Raptors. So not going to be easy for the Bulls to get up there. I think they're going to have to, you know, really, like you said, win some tough games to, to work their way up the playoff picture. Um, Let's take a quick break here and then we'll get to a couple final questions and look at some of Tuesday's games. The NBA gambling podcast is brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for what hashtag Degens only care about. That's sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page every single day. And Better Than Vegas is also always running a ton of free contests. They have a ton of free picks and handicappers that you can check out to help build out your success in sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house, and it's legal in more than 40 states. Post the plays that you like and have someone of the Better Edge Marketplace take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. So sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's betteredge.com 
B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com promo code S-G-P. All right, coming back off the break, anything else that you want to touch on in the East Moon Alphors? We slide over to this uh, Norm Powell talk. Yeah, let's get to Norman Powell. Yeah, let's get to Norm Powell. So this is a, a, another question from the Slack, and I apologize. I don't have – let me pull up this who asked this. So we can give the uh, question credit. This is from Dale87 in the Slack. Okay, yeah. Dale87, thank you for your question. Um, again, it's sg.pn slash Slack. How does Norm Powell change things for the Blazers and, and for their outlook for the rest of the season that playoffs move enough? Yeah, so I mean, we t- we uh, you know we said that the Blazers and the Nuggets were the two teams that kind of need to make a trade here, kind of find that third guy. Um, and I think Norman Powell is going to pay a lot of dividends for for the uh, Blazers uh, for this rest of the season. Take a look at the uh, you know small sample, but two games uh, so far with the Portland Trailblazers and Norman Powell, seventeen and a half points. He's averaging in those two games six of nine from three. And he's played significant minutes, 27 minutes and 36 minutes. So, and they won both of those games. So I think this is going to be, um, it's going to be a good, great pickup for the Portland Trailblazers. And I think this is going to really propel them to kind of climbing the standings here. We talked about how the Lakers might fall off. So I think Portland and um, Portland and Denver are the two teams I kind of want to look out for if as, as a four seed in the Western conference, Um yeah, but I mean, yeah, it gives them another th- uh, three-point shooting threat next to you know Damian Lillard and and CJ McCollum, and this is a guy like we talked about. He can be a guy that in that second unit, when you know if Damian Lillard's taking his rest, is a guy that can still run the offense, and the offense doesn't kind of fall off. So, um, you know, I like I mentioned, great pickup for for the Blazers here. You know, another three-point shooter. I think, you know, maybe slightly better three-point shooter than, Nor- uh, sorry, Gray Trent Jr. So, um, yeah, look out for Powell and, and, and possibly his three-point shooting props for the rest of the season also. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't necessarily love the move because I, I do like Gary Trent a lot as a player. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at what Norm Powell brings to this team, and I, I love what Terry Stotts did, you know. A lot of these other teams kind of like messed around and their trade deadline acquisitions took like two or three games to get in uniform and all that. No, they brought in Norm Powell and played him 36 minutes in his first game, like a day after the deadline and started him and he got a ton of shots up. So I love that mentality from the Blazers organization. Um, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, it's just another piece that you can put on the floor that basically will make this team unguardable when Dame is on the, and CJ are on the floor. Um, yeah, you know, another guy who you can't help off of, right? Cause he will bury an open three, like you said, and another guy that can get his own bucket if you try to overhelp too much. So, um, or, 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 you know, stash your weaker perimeter defender on him. And I also like how it helps out the rotation. Now you have guys that can come off the bench. It allows, you know, Derek Jones or, or Rocco to come off the bench for them. If they continue to start norm, you know, Derek Jones had a really efficient seven of nine for 16 points off the bench, only 21 minutes on uh, their last game against the Raptors. Mello also, you know, continuing to get his. So, you know, I like what I'm seeing out of this Portland team. They've been tough to figure out all year, but kind of really yeah. quickly here, round to the corner in terms of health. You have Nurk back, have CJ back. I mean, CJ played 39 minutes last night against the Raptors. He looks like he's getting back into game shape. So um, Portland, yeah, I mean, they're going to be what they've been for what feels like the entirety of Dame's career, which is, you know, somewhere between the three and six seed, pretty fishy, pretty tough. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably – 
put them right there with the Nuggets and the Suns and the Jazz in terms of teams that I'm not quite sure who I would take in the playoff series. I mean, feels like the Suns are probably the best out of that group of four, but um, mm-hmm. in terms of the playoff picture, you know, you know, in the West, who who would you take right now out of Portland, Denver, Utah, Phoenix? Who's your favorite out of those four? And you can even throw Dallas in that group as well. As far as I'm sorry, you said top four seed. As far as kind of you know, who would you favor to? you know, make the, make the biggest run in the playoffs or which of those teams okay. do you like the best out of those sort of non LA Western conference playoff teams. Yeah. So, um, I kind of want to, I think it's kind of, it has to be Denver, right? I mean, you have, you know, they made it to what, to the Western conference finals last year, correct? Yep. And then you add a piece like Aaron Gordon in, and, you know, Michael Porter jr. Has kind of taken that next step for this Denver Nuggets team. And then you have the depth of Paul Millsap, um, Jamichael Green, who had a great shooting night the other night. And then you add, uh, hopefully, Will Barton can freaking turn it around here soon. I mean, I don't know why he's still in the starting lineup. I really don't know. And then hopefully they get Monte Morris back, you know, and that's another guy that, that um, you know, is a great producer for this team. You take a look at the numbers for this Denver team. They almost have seven guys that are almost averaging double figures. So the scoring balance is there for the Denver Nuggets. The question is for them on the defensive side of the basketball. And I think that's where a guy like, you know, Aaron Gordon can pay dividends for you because like we've mentioned, he's a lengthy guy. He can rebound the basketball. He can get blocked shots for you. So, um, you know, I think between, I, I would love to see a playoff series with the Denver Nuggets taking on the Portland Trailblazers, but I think, because I think that would be a series that would probably go seven games. But I think like the your back to your question was which of these teams between Phoenix, Denver, and Portland, I would probably give the edge to the Denver Nuggets right now. Yeah. I think that, that that's a really interesting question for the Western conference playoff picture. I mean, it does feel like LA would be an easy favorite either LA team would probably be, you know, a must take against any of these teams, but don't really know where all these teams stack up. I mean, Denver and, and Portland a little bit behind Phoenix and Utah in terms of working mm-hmm. up the record, but yeah, it's tough not to make the case for Denver. It feels like Jokic is probably the best player out of all those teams. Um, and they have the Aaron Gordon and you know, Blazers obviously have Dame to be clutch in the playoffs. Um, but very interesting. And, you know, respect to the Blazers, they kind of weathered the storm and they're right there in the, in the thick of things in the West. Um, so, yeah, you definitely could see Denver and Portland in that 4-5 matchup, and then which would be crazy if the Lakers fell to six. But um, lots to look out for in the Western Conference playoff picture. But it seems like for this season, Norm Powell will make a positive impact on the Blazers. Um, let's go ahead and um, wrap up here just by looking ahead to Tuesday's games. We don't need to go uh, too far into them, but – um, a, a, a four pack of games and uh, let's start in, in Denver where the Philadelphia 76ers are going to come into town for the Denver Nuggets. Um, what do we think here? Maybe the Nuggets favored by three or four with no Embiid? Um, yeah, I would probably put it around that number. That's a good number. Yeah. So um, what do you kind of make of this matchup? Aaron Gordon, obviously the Nuggets get a nice win. Philly, had been playing really well without MB and then lose to the Clippers. Now they go to Denver. What do you see from this matchup here? Yeah. You, so you take a look at Philly over the last 10 games, eight and two straight up seven and three against the spread four and others uh, six and four to the under. And like I mentioned before, the number one defensive efficiency team since the uh, all-star break, but 
um, you know, you take a look at their eight wins. It hasn't really been against the greatest competition in the league, right? And I think their two losses came against the Clippers and the Bucks. Now it's going to be, okay, this is going to be a step up in competition, um, you know, for the Sixers here. I, I kind of do like Denver in the spot at home taking on the Sixers team. I, I think um, I'm not sure there's going to be enough scoring power for the 76ers to kind of keep up with, with the Denver Nuggets. You know, like we mentioned, they have Jokic. I mean, who's going to guard Jokic, right, with Embiid out? Um, you know, I don't think Dwight Howard's a guy that can stay with him. You know, he's been having issues on the court with getting technical fouls and getting ejected. But, I mean, who's going to guard uh, Jokic is going to be my biggest question. And then um, are the Philadelphia 76ers going to be able to score enough points to keep up with his Denver offense. And I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow night. So I, I do like the uh, Denver Nuggets tomorrow night against the uh, Sixers. Yeah, I do as well. And definitely think Jokic got a big game tomorrow night. You look at the Sixers team, I mean, they, they've kind of resorted to um, a different, a wholly different style without Embiid. Now Mike Scott in the starting lineup, that's kind of like their nominal st- starting center and kind of a small ball look. And, other teams are going to be able to feast inside against that. So Jokic and, you know, Aaron Gordon cutting and Michael Porter, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard, eight of 12 on twos, Paul George, eight of 13 on twos and 18 free throw attempts combined for those Clippers wings um, in that last game against Sixers. So definitely think Nuggets is the way to go in this game. As if we get that kind of short favorite type of line um, and that is the national TV game tomorrow night. So looking forward to watching that. Mm-hmm. Um any other thoughts on this Tuesday slate? You also have Hawks, Suns, Magic, Clippers, and Hornets, Wizards. Anything else you're looking at for tomorrow in terms of preparation? Yeah, I think quickly just wanted to mention, um, you know, I'll start with the Orlando and the Clippers. I think this game will probably be a Clippers or a pass for me. I know I think the Clippers are playing tonight, um, so they'll be on a back-to-back situation. They're playing, they're playing the Bucks uh, tonight. Yeah, so they're on a back-to-back situation. The trend that we've been looking at for the Clippers on back-to-back situations has been playing on them. 8-0 and against the spread with no rest on and on back-to-back night. So uh, something to keep in mind. But just make sure to check the injury report because on these back-to-back situations, we're kind of seeing one of these two guys of Kawhi Leonard or Paul George sitting out. But that 8-0 um, trend this season, at least on back-to-back situations, is, is kind of too strong for me to not to not bet on again the Clippers uh, tomorrow night in Orlando. I mean, you know, lost their three top scores. So even without one of the two main superstars for the Clippers, is it going to be enough? Are they going to have enough scoring power to kind of keep up with the Clippers? And I don't think so. So I think, you know, I, if just depending on where the spread comes out, I think you're going to have to um, take on the Clippers uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. I like that. I like to take a lot of them. Definitely. Thanks for pointing out the uh, angle on the back-to-back. I'll just raise one more thought. I think the Hawks could be a good spot tomorrow night. They're in Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. Hawks have been playing much better. Obviously, you get blown out in Denver last night, but stay on the West Coast. Uh, Phoenix is flying back from the East Coast, so kind of an interesting type of rest spot there. And, you know, Phoenix has sneaky, had a rough couple few games here. Um, you know, yeah. you, you get, it's it's always nice when your rough stretches can be a two-and-one stretch, but um, – fail to cover at Orlando, lose that game by one game. They should have won. Um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, push against Toronto and fail to cover against the Hornets. Um, 
you know, both four point wins on the road and they've kind of slogged down on offense a little bit recently. So, you know, if the Hawks are catching, you know, six, seven, eight points here, um, I think this could be a good spot to get bet on the road dog. Anything else? Moon up or should we get out of here? Yeah. I think that last point, I think, um, Toronto, uh, sorry, the Phoenix Suns played yesterday against the Raptors. I think it was your first win all season where they didn't cover the numbers. So if they were winning the game, they were covering the spread. So, I think yesterday was the first instance where we saw that the Phoenix Suns won the game, but they didn't cover the spread. So that, I think that was kind of interesting to um, kind of interesting to see that this late in the season that one of the teams has um, won all their games and covered the spread up, like up until yesterday's point. Last thing I did want to point out, um, going back to Portland Trailblazers, is keep an eye on keep an eye out for Robert Covington rebounding problems with Nurkic back. Uh, Ennis Cantor has gone to the bench and his rebounding numbers have kind of come down and um, Nurkic is not a rebounding center. So those rebounds right now are going to Robert Covington um, in the, the two games Nurkic has been, he's had eight rebounds and 12 rebounds on the season. It was only averaging about 6.8 rebounds. So keep an eye out for um, keep an eye out for some Robert Covington rebounding props going forward for the Portland trailblazers. Okay. I definitely like that. And um, feel free um, to join us in the conversation, sg.pn slash Slack. We'll have a bunch of NBA pick uh, discussion all week. Um, we will have more podcasts this week, working at a schedule now, um, but stay tuned on this feed. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you can. And uh, Munaf, where can the people find you to uh, find you on social media? Find me at SportsNerd824, usually posting my player props on there. So please make sure to give me a follow and give Zach a follow on Twitter. He's always finding those uh, players that we're not talking about, like the Jay Sean Tates, right, Zach? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I've been loving me some Jay Sean Tate recently. I'm looking for the, uh, you know, the, the, the rookie or the second year player that's going to make the leap um, the rest of the season. There were some big time Kevin Knox minutes in that game against the Bucks, um, you know, that Knicks Bucks game. <laughs> I was also enjoying the, uh, the Mamadi Diakite experience for the Bucks in that game. So definitely look out for that. You can find me on Twitter at NBA Zach B again, sports gambling podcast.com sg.pn slash slack follow me follow moon off subscribe rate and review let's get out of here let it ride everybody thanks for listening basketball get it get it get the ball because i'm going